Hello and welcome. Welcome to Living Daily in Worthiness and Authenticity. I am your host, Bola Abimbola. I'm a business clarity and emotional freedom coach. I help you achieve emotional freedom from anxiety and grow your leadership confidence. This is a new series, is a new chapter. It's called Living from the Soul Center. I will be interviewing a number of women and men who are living their heart's desires, living from the soul, living their passion and doing it with such grace and panache. You will not want to miss this series. It is going to inspire and encourage you to live from your soul center and develop your intuition. So join me every week. New episodes will be released on Spotify at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings, British Standard Time. And I also invite you to check out my website, www.soulspacehealing.com. So this title, Really Living from With That Unstoppable Resilience. So I welcome, welcome, Anne. Welcome to this episode. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Bola. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Love it. So I'm going to just say a quick intro about you before before we kick start. And if anybody's joining us, feel free to um, to write in the comments if you're watching it on replay or um, if you're on live. Let me just have a quick check on my on my device here and just see if um, I'm going to try and multitask this. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Yes. Thank you, Ayana. You're brilliant. Thank you so much. So let me give you give a quick intro of Anne. Anne Anderson, also known as Coach Anne, is an Amazon number one best-selling author of the novel um, Butterfly Uprising, which is part of a five anthology series. And she has been featured in an online magazine called Making Headline News and is also Louis is also um, part of the Louisiana Leading Ladies. And Anne's mission is to restore to help women to take back their lives after any type of trauma or PTSD from abuse and align with your true authentic self so that you can live in your greatness and the God-given power placed on the inside of you. This is about really stepping beyond that trauma that we've all had and Butterfly Uprising, which is her book, was chosen for publication out of 8,000 monthly submissions. And as a Christian, her prayer is that God's hand is upon everything she writes and all those who she is blessed to coach and that he will get the glory for it and her readers and clients will be blessed and inspired to seek Christ for all of their help in him. She's a widow and lives in Dallas, Texas, where her grown son, affectionately known as Sam, lives with his family and Anne honors her late husband by continuing to be bold and glorifying God in all that she does. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's brilliant. So tell us, tell us more about Butterfly Uprising, your business and your book. Sure, I would love to. And thank you so much for having me here today. Uh, Butterfly Uprising is my baby. It was it's basically an, an autobiography, but because the, the uh, names were changed to protect the, uh, 
original individuals uh, is classified as a novel, but it's about the metamorphosis of one woman's life's journey through interlocking stories of incest, drug addiction, and domestic violence. It was uh, creatively written to correlate with the developmental stages of the butterfly through the maturation of Alexander Scott, who is my character in the book. And it's, it's funny, it's triumphant, it's also faith-based. And ultimately it speaks about our inner ability, no matter what it is that we go through, to prevail through God's undeniable grace. Yes, brilliant. So it's, it's, it's about the story of a girl, but it's your story. It's my story. It actually covers my life from age 10, actually, all the way to like age 59. Um, I'm 65 now. <laughs> Just had a birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but Love yeah, it covers uh, most of my, my life, all the ups and downs, different adversities, uh, things that I've been, I've gone through and overcome, like you speak about a lot. Um, and the resilience that was built uh, in the process of overcoming all of those different adversities. Yes, wow, wow. And we do have some comments here. <laughs> yes, and Iona is saying, I love your description of the book. Thank you for sharing your story and your book. Aww. I'm so happy you honor your late husband. Aww, Isn't that great? You. Yes, you, yes. Yes. So what inspired you to set your business up? What inspired you to, I know what you what you've said a bit about your journey, but tell us a bit more about that and how you have created this, this beauty around you in your, in your life, in your personal life and in your business. Sure. Uh, it really, I just really kind of stepped into it. I was one of these people that um, was like the go-to person. People have always come to me. Uh, for advice and come to me just telling me about their their struggles, their problems and things like that. And, you know, I found it strange for a long time. And then uh, suddenly, you know, I just start to realize that, you know, maybe um, God was allowing all these strangers, people to come into my life and share their most tragic stories with me because of all the things that I had gone through and overcome. At that time, that was way before Butterfly Uprising. And, you know, it was it was a secret. I had not put any of my story, had not made any of my story public at that time. Mm -hmm. And so people kind of looked at me as this, like this, you know, princess or whatever, you know, like nothing ever happened or go wrong. You just seem to have everything okay. And I realized after um, years and years and years of this happening, that maybe I needed to put my story out there to let people know that they were not alone, that, um, you know, that somebody else have been through a lot of the things that they've gone through, that, you know, that they, I see them, I hear them, I'm there for them, you know, no judgment and a safe space because prior to writing the book, I would only share my story with all the people who would come to me sharing their stories and their lives with me that I got a chance to mentor and help over the years, 20 plus years before I even wrote the book. And I realized how much they needed it, you know, because uh, even though they um, uh, voluntarily uh, entrusted me with their, with their story, their lives, they didn't know that, that that would be a safe place in the beginning. 
And so, um, you know, by the mere fact that it seemed to help them by me sharing my story with them in private, I decided, you know, that maybe, you know, I should do it publicly and just put my story in a book. And because I always wanted to help people and serve. And I realized too, that a lot of people suffer in silence, you know, uh, yeah, helping true. those people all those years, you know, people, you know, they're hurting and they just keep everything bottled up inside. A lot of people are suicidal and, you know, they're ill, uh, experiencing, you know, different illnesses in their bodies and emotionally, physically, and mentally. And a lot of times it's because of the uh, things that they've gone through, things that have, that have happened to them that, you know, they have not been able to share. They've not had the courage to share or not, or just been afraid to share or yes. you know, that kind of thing. And I realized when I shared my story um, and, and learned how to forgive, and a lot of that too have to do with them also not having forgiveness for the people who harmed them. So a lot of that is, is also included in them sharing their story. Yeah. You know, they, they haven't been able to forgive those people as well. And so I was able to help a lot of people get to the point where they could see what had happened to them, the things that they've gone through in a little different light, get a different perspective on it, and then learn how to forgive those people who hurt them because they were able to realize that that forgiveness was really for them and not for the other people. And that they're not saying that uh, whatever happened to them, whatever, whoever did, whatever they did, that, that it was right or that it wasn't wrong or that it didn't happen. You're just releasing them because as long as you you uh, hold that unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone, uh, then it just, it takes your power away. You give them your power. And it, it, it also keeps you being sick, keeps you in a state where you're not free to really be all that, be the best version of yourself. And I've mm -hmm. always wanted to see everyone be the best version of themselves. I'm constantly working on myself. The, you know, it's a journey, it's been a long journey and it's a continual journey, I believe. I think I'm constantly evolving and changing and I'm always excited to see what the next version of me gonna be. And so mm -hmm. I tried to inspire that in others. Mm -hmm. And that was uh, the main motivation for writing the book is to do the same thing. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And I, I think the fact that you really um, are that safe space, you know, you are that safe space that um, a lot of those around you, you know, can see, they can feel it. And they may not, you know, that thing you said about they may not realize it at first, but they begin to see that you are a safe space and that they can begin to forgive because forgiveness is something that I think we sometimes think, oh, we do not um, we do not want to do it because we're, you know, we, you know, we know we were right. There's a part of us that knows we were right, and we hold on to that, mm -hmm. to that being right. And sometimes we're not free. We're not free, and there's a freedom that comes from really letting go. Oh, yeah. And I know letting go sometimes means some. Some of us think letting go is giving up, right. you know, and it's not about giving up. It's about really letting go in order for us to see ourselves and see our lives in a different way, in a new way. Yes. And I love the way you encourage your, your clients and you've used the book to really inspire forgiveness um, yes. through, through, through your, own, your own journey. And I always say, you know, yes, it's good to shine, 
because when we shine, we are inspiring. But when we also share, share our pains and our and the things we have been through, our journey, we also inspire in whichever whichever story we are telling, story of of you know of what we have been through that was really daunting, and the things that we have been through that really are um, giving us more abundance, more expansion, more ease, more flow. And I think sharing those different types of stories right. um, really, really help help others. So thank you so much. I'm just going to go into, see who else is commenting. Um, yes, yes, it's nice to see Iona. Thank you so much, Iona. Thank you, Funkesis. Really nice to see you. Um, and Yes, so let me know if anyone has any questions for us. We'll also take the questions. Ayana is saying forgiveness is so powerful um, and being right isn't the right thing always. Yes, exactly. yes, exactly. we totally agree with that. Yeah, so, at some point you have to decide, do you want to be right or you just yes. you want to live a very fruitful, abundant life where you're happy, at peace and enjoying Yes. Uh, everything yes. that that life has to offer, you know, because it's a blessing, you know, to to have life, you know, when you think about, and that was one of the things that helped me too. And I, because I, I went around for many years, very depressed, um, uh, feeling suicidal, not wanting to live, thinking that, you know, I shouldn't have been born and, you know, things like that. Just, you know, everything negative that you can think of. And then you know, it finally dawned on me uh, once I started my own journey to heal, healing and wholeness, you know, that life is such a blessing. You know, so many people lose their lives or don't wake up every day. You know, so for you, for me, for any of us, all of us to have life is such a blessing and it's not something that we should waste. You know, it is true what they say, life is so short you know, it really is short. And so you don't want to waste anything. And I realized too, that uh, none of the, well, everything that I've gone through, uh, you know, God doesn't waste anything that any of us goes through. Yeah. And that for the most part is to help somebody else. It wasn't really even for us. It was so that we would be able to help someone else, yeah. you know, to help someone else to be able to share their story and yeah. feel safe, you know, and be able to allow themselves to become that vulnerable you know, so that they can get rid of that hurt, get that hurt from the inside, outside, you know, so that they can uh, go on and be, like I said, become the best version of themselves, just be all that they were meant to be, all that God called them to be. Yes, and so, it's turning that mess, turning that mess of our lives. We all have a mess, we all do. Yeah, we turning all our mess into a message, you know? <laughs> Right, exactly. So, so tell us more about how you do this, how you help women live that soul-centered life, we, you know, being having that unstoppable resilience. Well, you know, like, first of all, I think that, you know, people have to, have to realize what resilience is, what mental resilience is, it's very important. And so, you, you know, you, the first thing is to define what that is. And it's basically the ability of a person or a thing to recover quickly from something unpleasant, right? From uh, an injury or shock about anything. You know, we, um, we all, you know, experience curveballs in our lives, you know, things, you know, uh, come at us unexpectedly, those kind of things. And I realized at a very young age myself that 
I obviously had the ability to uh, bounce back pretty quickly from things that I went through, things that happened to me, things that were unpleasant, you know, things that um, all the negative things that went on in my life. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was called resilience, that there was a name for that. Of course, when I was, you know, 10 and in my teens and in my 20s and 30s and 40s, it took me years to realize, okay, so there's a name for being able to bounce back from adversity, you know, and just pick yourself up and then dust yourself off and just keep moving on to the next big thing, next, next best thing, next healthy thing for you, you know, and being able to figure out what that is and those kind of things. And so um, resilience is also, it's, it's not, it's, it's, uh, there's an, um, uh, I've heard there's an old uh, perception that resilience is something that you either born with, so you either, you're either born with it or you, you are not, but that's not true. Based on my research, you're not born resilient. It's something that you, can learn is something that can be strengthened and be nurtured over your, for everyone over your lifetime. And it's just like, um, it's a skill set. It's just like a muscle, just like you would go to the gym to uh, work out if you wanted to uh, build or maintain muscle. Uh, in the same way, you can build resilience. The more challenges that you have, the more challenges that you face, the more resilient you can become. So, and it's just about changing your perspective, putting a positive uh, spin on whatever it is that you go through and learning whatever it is that you can learn from that adversity, whatever that is. You know, like a lot of, from my adversity, I learned um, first and foremost, because it was incest at 10 years old. And so for a long time, I blamed myself for that incident, for that happening to me. I blame myself for being raped. But then once I was able to uh, put things in perspective, I realized I was not to blame. A child is never to blame for rape. This was a grown man. They were in a parental um, uh, position in my life. It was my stepfather. And so, you know, he had the responsibility. He was supposed to be protecting me from things like that not you know perpetuating you know being becoming the perpetrator one someone who did that to me so once you know i was able to realize you know put things in perspective that i was a child i'm innocent uh that was not my fault you know even though i i felt a lot of guilt and things like that at the time it was not my fault so mm -hmm. you know just changing uh starting to look at things that you go through and things that happen to you. Because a lot of times too, I realized over the years, as I continue to grow and mature, you know, the hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times what happened to us uh, is based on, is more about, uh, it's not so much about who we are, it's more about, you know, what happened to the people who hurt us, things that they went through that possibly they didn't deal with. They didn't feel like they had anyone to share that with, talk to anyone about, didn't know where to go to get help for whatever it is that they were going through. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, when you don't, um, it's a true saying I've heard, like if you don't deal with your problems and your situations, then they will deal with you. And so I feel like it's a situation like that. A lot of these people who end up 
hurting people and being perpetrators or people who didn't deal with their own stuff. Yes. You know, so that's another reason why I love doing what I'm doing because I want women to have the courage to deal with their stuff, <laughs> you know, to be, look themselves in the face, be honest about how you feel, what's going on with you, uh, what's happening, what's not happening, what's working in your life, what's not working. And, you know, just um, make whatever changes that you need to make and decide, choose that you're going to wake up every day and say yes to yourself and do whatever you have to do to um, make that happen so that you can be the best you that you can possibly be. Love it. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you so much. And I do agree with you, the resilience. Resilience is something that really we cultivate. And we get stronger and stronger. And sometimes, you know, we do we do feel that we're going to not be able to move from, from where we are. We feel stuck. And then we need to remember what we've been through, all the things we have overcome. Because I always say we have temporary amnesia. We forget. <laughs> We forget what we've been through. And, you know, as a certified trauma recovery coach myself, I work with women and men from all walks of life to really cultivate that resilience. Mm -hmm. And it's something that really helps us to step forward and to really come to a different perspective because we know we remember that we have broken through something in the past. And then we can begin to change that perspective, the beliefs that we hold. Right. knowing that those who hurt us in the past it wasn't our fault letting go of the guilt the shame the anger the fear you know these are the things that become embedded into us right and really right. i love that you you really tackle that core because all of that lies in our subconscious we don't even know the degree of what we are you know we are storing in there that's really holding us back mm -hmm. and we have to really heal that inner child there's right. a child in us that child that was hurt needs us to now parent him or her that child needs us now as, as to be a parent to be the parent the caregiver that we never had right in the exactly. way that we can receive it so, so yes yes i want to check the comments now and i know that there are people who are who <laughs> may be watching um and Iona me to say forgiveness is so powerful yes well, not, well one million percent your soul path unfolded so you could blaze the trail yes um <laughs> blazing the trail she goes how yeah. old again hello how <laughs> <laughs> old again yes i love it this is what happens when you're healing right when you're healing and you're letting go of all the stuff people are wondering you know why are you looking so young and it's because you're healing you're letting go <laughs> of the stuff that holds us back and doing you. the work doing the inner work Right. Thank you, Demola. Lovely, lovely to see you. Um, Ayana is saying, I love your mission, multitasking. Yes, yes. Anything else? I'm just going to go down. And um, Ayana is saying, life is short. Life is short. Nice to see you too, Funkesi. It's lovely to see you always. Much love. Um, and yes, Ayana is saying, I have heard of all that. And you don't deal with your problems. Your problem will deal with you. Yes, if we do not deal with our problems, mm -hmm. our problems will deal with us. And this yeah. is why we hurt. When we hurt, we hurt others. Right. And as so people don't realize that it, it manifests itself in a lot of negative ways if you don't, you know, figure out 
what's going on with you. So what, what uh, over the years, what I've, I started doing is, and before I would get upset when some, you know, anything happened is the first thing that I would think about is if I see someone doing something, you know, just out there, you know, sort of troubling, if either it's attack against me or someone else, you know, my first thought is, you know, what, what happened to them? You know, what are they going through? You know, because I, I can uh, quickly identify when someone is hurting, you know, it made me very sharp in that area. So I don't, you know, go start judging and saying, oh, you know, they're crazy or they, you know, have some kind of problem. You know, I'm, I'm really, if anything, starting to pray in, in the spirit. And because I'm, I'm wondering what type of pain that they go through, what happened to make them act the way that they, that they're doing yeah. or saying the things that they're saying, hurtful things or whatever, you know, because I realized that a lot of times when people don't deal with things that, you know, that's happened to them or that's going, that they're going through, you know, it manifests itself in a lot of negative ways and they usually end up attacking other people, you yes. know, but, um, so yeah, it's just, you know. Wow. So your program covers the spiritual as it well does. as the physical oh. and the emotional. Tell us how, so if someone, if, if, if someone is watching right now and they want to come and see you, what will they get? What, what how will you get. work with them? Thank you. So what they will get is things that I had to go through and learn myself, like um, another, I guess, a real huge spiritual awakening that I had before putting this program together, before writing the book, was that um, because I felt like I was alone for a long, long time. Yeah. Felt like I was on an island all by myself, you know, like, and then I felt also that I was the only one who, you know, was going through the things that I went through. You know, back then in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you know, we didn't have any such thing as coaches. I didn't hear anything about coaches when, you know, nobody was talking about abuse or, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. nothing like that, right? So I didn't feel, I felt like I was alone, didn't have anyone to go to. So, go to. so I wanted to provide a situation provide, I guess, put in place what I felt like would have helped me, what I would have wanted or what I felt like I needed back then. And so that's what I've tried to do for other people today, since now we do have a lot of coaches and people are aware. So now it's just the idea of trying to find the right one, get the right fit for you. But basically my coaching program is based on the things that I learned uh, throughout my journey, overcoming all the adversity that I went through. And then one of the big things were that how much uh, the spiritual God uh, hit the role that he played in everything. And, um, and that was a real big thing for me. Like I was a drug addict for 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the first things that I really knew that he did was uh, when I came to him, finally came to him, I had my baby sister at the time uh, was in this church, a wonderful church. Her and her whole family were there. And I was admiring him from afar. But at the time, I was, like I said, I was doing crack cocaine. I had uh, allowed my son, her to take care of my child because during one of my uh, episodes, uh, getting high, 
my gun accidentally went off. And so I was very afraid for a moment that I had hurt my child. So I realized at that moment that I was not the best person to take care of my baby. And so I put him in a safe place somewhere that I knew he would be nurtured and loved. And then he would be also in a church and get that, you know, spiritual um, teaching that he needed. And um, eventually it took two years, but I eventually came around and I finally went to the church and I went up for prayer. And when, once I did, um, it's like um, that day, God just turned everything around. So I went from being a drug addict, crackhead or whatever, uh, one day and then uh, I, I to, to not wanting anything to do with drugs <laughs> the next day or, or that same instant. Hello. Yeah. So I, never, I never went to a rehab, never uh, suffered a day of withdrawal. And we're talking over 35, over 35, going on 40 years ago. So that was like my first real, like, and I, I feel like that he did that to me because he knew all the things I had gone through up to that point, uh, being in an abusive relationship for three years, the incest for six years, and then being on drugs, which I use as an emotional uh, yeah. blanket, you know, just a numbing device for many yeah. years, not really dealing with my problems. That's another thing that would happen if you don't deal with your problems. Try to, there's no way you can, um, you know, things happen to us. There's no way you can really bury them. You know, mm -hmm. even no amount of substance abuse, you know, once the alcohol wears off and once the drugs wear off, you know, then all those things, you know, staring you in the face again, yeah. you know, so that is not the answer. And I know that the hard way because I've been there, done that. I tried all those things before I met Jesus and then realized that that was the way he was the way. Yes. And, um, you know, and that everything that I had gone through because he knew that eventually I was going to come to him because he was drawing, he was drawing me to him and he knew yes. that that would happen. And uh, so everything really fell into place. Then I realized that everything that I had gone through, uh, that he was there the whole time. He was there with me, even though I know a lot of people may not really understand that part. They feel like, well, if he was there, then how, why would, you know, uh, that happen to you? I know he allowed it. He didn't make it happen. He allowed it to happen. And because he knew I would be a voice and I would tell everyone about it, I would write a book about it and then I would develop a coaching program to help other women and men to get over those same things and then lead them to Christ as well. So my coaching program, the foundation of it is spiritual, it's the word of God, basically uh, everything that I learned, um, loving him, uh, receiving him as my Lord and savior and just knowing that um, you know, that he's always there with us. He'd never leave us nor forsake us, like he said. And uh, my foundational scripture for my business and my life and everything I do is Romans 8, 28. All things work together for the good of those who love Christ. So I know that everything that I've gone through, uh, all things, everything that has happened, has happened to me up until this point has been working for my good and working for me becoming the person I am today and doing everything that I'm doing right now. 
if I hadn't gone through those things, then I wouldn't be able to help anyone else. Because mm -hmm. I truly don't believe that if you haven't gone through uh, certain things, that you really can't help other people to go through that because you have to, you have to really know how that makes you feel. Mm -hmm. Know how it feels to, to be, um, to, yeah, just to, to be raped, for instance, or, mm -hmm. you know, um, and then repeatedly for six years. Yeah. But <laughs> it's also through. not just going through it, Anne, but actually transforming, and allowing yourself to heal. Allowing right. yourself to heal, allowing yourself to really embrace a new life. Exactly. Because it must have been so difficult, really, you know, putting your son, you know, having your son somewhere else with you. Because, you know, that mother, I know how you're close to your son even yes, now. <laughs> it must have broken your heart to right. have him right. away somewhere. Heart. It really you know, did. Whilst you went to church, you made a decision. You made a decision to make a difference, to change, to heal. And it wasn't a one-day thing. Even though the healing, you were really receiving, you received that healing in one day. In that instance, because you were ready. Yes. You allowed it to happen. I did. You allowed it to happen and you were determined. And did, don't our children inspire us? You know, <laughs> our children really inspire us. You know, because my sons inspire me as well every day. Right, and I right. think, you know, you really come into that place where you were ready and, you know, whatever is going to take and you received your healing. And then you carried on. You carried on to do the work, to forgive. You carried on doing all those things about letting go, letting go of the 30 something, you know, all, all these years. And we are still letting go. Yes. You know, it's in layers. We're not going in one spot. I always say we're going higher and higher like this exactly you know yes we go down but we go up and we go high and then we go down again and we go up and sit on fire <laughs> so it's never really going up and down in one line we're going we're climbing higher and a higher and higher vibration each time right so, I truly yes because i used to think too that transformation you know like it doesn't happen like it's not a one-time thing it doesn't happen like all at once it's a lot of little bitty uh, small, um, I guess, successes, yes. uh, small successes, yes. small things that, you know, on, you know, does um, accumulative, uh, that is, is, is what really forms your, your transformation. Yes. It's not just one thing. Yeah, it's a lot of little bitty things, a lot of happy things, positive things, you know, things that you strive for, you work hard for, and you achieve, your achievements, your successes, and all those different things and, and even in taking care of your health, yeah. all those things, because you really can't have success if you're not healthy. And yes. that's why, uh, so that's why health fitness is also a big part of what I teach because I want to help the whole woman inside and out, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, yes. because I think that's only, that's when, we are probably the happiest when we have all those areas covered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. when you can start talking about it and looking to have an abundant life when you're making sure you're covering all those areas and financially as well. Yes. So financially too, you can't leave that one out. 
Yes, so. no money is good. It's just it's, it's just better when it comes with love, isn't okay. it? Okay. <laughs> right. It's better when it comes with love. Oh yes. Oh yeah, and love too, exactly. So yeah, yeah it, it's about uh and, and that's why I I um have this strong passion, I guess, for teaching about resilience because I know that it it once people get it, it gives them the ability uh to uh promote personal personal development and growth in their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it also develops and strengthens their self-esteem, you know, those kind of things. It helps them to, um, you know, refocus and change their, their perspective on negative situations and change them and give, have more of a positive outlook, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And this, these are a lot of the things that I learned over time just in my self once I made the decision that um you know I was gonna get out of that you know because I, I was I, I had reached the point in my life where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of myself yeah you know being, being depressed yeah. you know head hanging mm -hmm. down sad wanting to die yeah. you know at least thinking I didn't want to live you know and that kind of thing not happy and uh not feeling loved and then I, it, I realized though, you know, that I was not treating myself very well. And what I was, I was wanting something from other people that I wasn't giving to my own self. I wanted other people to love me and to treat me, you know, well, yeah. and, but I wasn't loving myself or treating myself well. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I did was decide that I'm going to start loving me and treating myself well, whatever that means. It may sound a look selfish and you know like i don't care about anybody else but hey that's okay because it was all about me and you know just doing whatever i wanted whatever i thought i needed to make me happy you know so you know, walking so learning dance you yeah. know and i think <laughs> it's so important sometimes we see self-love as selfish but yeah. we only receive we can only receive the degree of love that we right. have within us or that we understand. Right. If we do not understand what love means to us, if we do not have that love within us, the degree of love that we have mm -hmm. is what we will allow because what anybody else has given us love to us will not make sense. It does. I remember yeah. watching um, Oprah Winfrey and Yala Vazante one time and they, they were coming back together after mm -hmm. they had broken apart. There was a rift and Yala had left Oprah Winfrey's network oh, to go remember. to another network. Do you, did, did you watch that? that. Yes, and yes. Oprah was letting her back in and, and they were reconciling. Mm -hmm. And Oprah had offered Yala her stage yes. to actually come on stage on, on her own show. But another network had offered Yala a, a, an entire series of some kind. <laughs> but because Yala did not really, because when Oprah asked her, why I was giving you love. And Inyala said, I did not see it. Yeah. I did not see it as love. Because she had been abused herself and she yes. was still love, love for herself at the time. So that's why we must fill up our we own must, cup. Must. We must fill up our own love first. Mm -hmm. It's not selfish. Self-love, self-care, that is what will make us find an easy way. That right. is what will make us let go of that pain, the love. Exactly. The love we have for our own self. It's, it's um, nothing else that can take the place of it. Nothing. Yes. Nothing. Just going to check on the comments um, as we go. 
It's really nice to see Punkesis here. Really nice to see you. Much love. Um, Nimi, really nice to see you, Nimi. Really nice. Thank you for joining us. Um, and Iona is saying, unconditional love feels amazing. Yes. Iona is saying that I agree, our children inspire us. My son, and you know, Iona's son passed away, and she, she is constantly being inspired by right. him. Um, and this is really something that I, I think that spiritual aspect, and I'll talk about that in a bit. And okay. Iona is saying that I love opera and Iala, and she saw the episode as well. Imagine <laughs> the same episode. I I, yeah, I was inspired, Oliver. Yeah, yeah, she was a So yeah, I've been following her for years. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And I love the way you actually, thank you so much, Ayana. Thank you for your comments for thank joining you, me. Much love. Um, and really, I, I love the way you use spirituality and the Christ consciousness and the spiritual healing that comes from that. Because oh, yeah. I think until we embrace that Christ consciousness, which allows us to feel the love, Feel mm -hmm. the love, feel the light. Know that love wins. Light lives. Light and love wins over darkness. Mm -hmm. Because the world tells us that darkness wins. But that's not true. No. No. Yeah. When we begin to embrace the scriptures, when we begin to express, you know, really embody the words, the words mm -hmm. that empower us. Because yes. words are powerful. They when are. we begin to embody those words into powerful beliefs, they could right. be scriptures and beliefs from the Bible, scriptures and beliefs from other sources, because it's not about one particular religion. This mm -hmm. is about our spirit self, really exactly. healing, and doing that in a way that means something to us. Right, right, right. That is meaningful to us. If it wasn't for that, I don't know where I would be yes. today, to be honest with you. Yeah, just uh, once I was able to get in a position where I was, you know, in church all the time. My husband was um, like the, the head deacon, my brother-in-law was the, the pastor. So I, you know, end up sitting at Jesus' feet for almost 30 years straight. Just, uh, and we were in church all the time. Um, I mean, all the time. And I, you know, operated in like 13 different ministries. So church basically was my life. So it's like, I came to Christ. Uh, he took drugs out of my system and uh, he became my life basically for the next almost 30 years. Wow. <laughs> and that is what your clients will see when they come to you, will really help them to embrace that love, that mm -hmm. life, that Christ consciousness, as well right. as the physical aspects, because I know you're also in the gym. You know, <laughs> you're also looking particularly good. And, you Thank know, you. And, you know, also that emotional healing, you know, the emotional release, the letting go, as well as the mental, you know, the, you know, that kind of mental resilience that we need in order to become unstoppable. Right. So thank you, you so much. Exercise as well. You need that to exercise as well. And I, and I also uh, coordinated the Fit for Him ministry, which is a ministry that God gave me uh, once I became a member of the church. And that was the ministry that I used to teach wellness and fitness for the to the church for those for that same amount of time yeah powerful powerful so what would you say now to those who are currently going through a lot of whirlwind or a bit of whirlwind there's so much going on around us at the moment what would you say to those who are going through something really 
traumatic at this time? You know, what I would say, and I know this may sound a little bit strange, but um, is to give gratitude. You know, what I've learned too a lot of times is you can't be angry or feeling negative if you also thinking about how good God is or thinking about whatever the good things that you have going in your life. No matter, you know, we all may be going through something uh, at different times, but it's not ever always going to be bad, right? Mm -hmm. It's always going to be something good that you can draw from. So I find every day that I have something to be grateful for. And if nothing else, you know, then I start to draw on those things, you know, like if things happen, something bad is going on, something negative, you know, a good way to start to change that um, that trajectory, you know, try to move into more of a more positive mental state is to start thinking about what is it that you have that you can be grateful for today? Like you're breathing, you're able to walk, you got two legs, you have two feet, you know what I mean? You got two hands, you can think for yourself, you can put on your own clothes, you yeah. know, your mind is sound, yeah. you know what I mean? You got two eyes, you can read, you can hear. You know, when you start thinking about those little basic things, a lot of times that is the beginning of pulling me out of one of those dark holes that, you know, I used to have a tendency to allow myself to fall in, you know, and, and getting all depressed and all it's all about me and, you know, and you're wanting something else, but, um, but you have so much already that you're not even grateful for you know, so why should he even give you anything else? You're not even thankful for what you got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not saying that it's easy, but uh, a lot of times I would meditate on the word, you know, like if I can't, don't have enough in me to think about, you know, make to, to, to make myself start feeling positive, then I can think about, start to meditate on what the word of God says. You know, how much he loves me, what all he's done for me, what all I have in him, you know, those kind of things, you know, so that's usually where I go, you know, to, um, but really, to be honest, I don't, I haven't really had anything, um, and not that it's been, my life has been perfect, it's not perfect now, and never will be, I'm sure, but uh, I, I'm, I guess I'm not allowing myself to even get that low anymore, that, that low of a frequency. And I try to always stay grateful, stay positive, and look for the positive in everything that happens, even if it's a bad thing, or even if it's something that I think I felt that I wanted and I didn't get it, mm -hmm. then I, I know the word says a lot of times, you know, it, it doesn't mean just because you don't have it now, doesn't mean that you won't have it later or it could be that God has something better for you. So, you know, so I just try to, I tend to go to the positive thinking, go to the meditating on the word, or just feeling grateful about, you know, the things that I do have in my life, the things that are going right. Yeah. And that's always been a good start. And then I just let it grow from there. Gratitude, yes, I love it. Gratitude is so, is so big because it allows- negative at the same time. Yes, because it does, it does allow things to expand. And we start from how small, we start from that very little thing and it expands. And then we become more mindful. And I love the way you use, you know, the, you know, the scriptures to really become much more empowered. Right. You know, we hold positive 
positive thoughts, positive beliefs that help you resolve the fears. Resolve right. the fears exactly. because our fears do not even allow us to see the, the opportunities around us. It's, mm -hmm. That's true. Because we're close, we're close. So we need to kind of have that, that little bit of a lift through mindfulness, isn't it? Through gratitude right. and have that little faith. And I'm loving the quote from Martin Luther King Jr. at the moment, which is saying that faith, faith is the, taking that first step, mm -hmm. even when you have not seen the entire staircase. Right, right. So that, just taking that first step could be gratitude. That first step, it's, it's not about getting the $1 million contract. Right. You know? The first step could be gratitude. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you begin to expand, begin to expand, and it gets bigger. And, and there's always, always something to be grateful for. Hello. Oh. Hello. Oh. So there's always something to be grateful Many things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm when we start and having a gratitude journal is really powerful i'm just <laughs> gonna check on the comments and um yes Iana is saying love and light wins that's why we are here and that's why i'm here beautiful <laughs> um and she's also saying you look fine girl hello <laughs> yes to the gym very inspiring and thank you, thank you Adukesis. thank you so much and um, Iona is saying that she needs to get up. Thank you so much for, for watching. She says she's getting ready for a salsa date night. Hello. Oh. <laughs> wow. okay. Enjoy. <laughs> I love that. You know, really just having fun. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So tell us some, um, how can people reach you? How can people find you and connect with you? Because I know now that you really shared the story with us and you really enabled people to know how we can shift from that place of, um, you know, hopelessness and from that place of having um, absolutely, you know, overwhelming addiction. Mm -hmm. How do we really, you know, you've, you, you, you have shared with us how we move from that place. So how can people find you and connect with you now? Sure, yes. Oh. So you can find me, of course, on Amazon.com. You can find my book, uh, Butterfly Uprising, on Amazon.com. Uh, my Gmail is coach.annanderson at gmail.com. And then my website is butterflyuprising.com. So um, yeah, but I'm easy to find. I'm all over uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn as well. So, um, yeah, but I, um, I wanted to say to um, just leave them with this, uh, something that my uh, mentor, ex-mentor Lisa Nichols always said, and I love that too. And it, in relation to fear, you know, and you know, we all know what fear, what it's supposed to stand for, uh, false evidence appearing to be real. Yeah. And so <laughs> whether it's, you know, is really real or perceived, you know, it can, you know, paralyze a person and uh, just stop you in your tracks and, and put you in a position or a state where you're just not moving forward. But I like what she always said, which is that the pen is always in your hands and it's always in our hands. So we have the right, we have the ability to uh, create our own reality, you know, design our lives just the way we want to. And so I just want to leave people with that information. Know that the pen is always in your hand. 
doesn't matter what you see going on right now, what you don't have, any of that kind of thing. Uh, just know that you have the pen in your hand so you can change your reality. You can design your life just the way you want it to be. And you deserve it. It's your birthright. It's all about birthright. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that from Lisa Nicole's. The pen is always in our hand. Always that is what authenticity is. Authenticity is a Greek word. It's, it comes from the Greek word authentios, okay. which is, you know, being the author of your life. Exactly. Yeah, this is exactly. it. Being your authentic honor. self. Writing. Mm -hmm. Writing your new story. Right. And it changes all the time. <laughs> all the time. You're evolving all the time. <laughs> and it's about acceptance. This is where self-acceptance comes in, oh, isn't yeah. it? It's about, yeah. you know, yeah. as we change. Um, I'm just going to look at any last comments before, before we go. Um, yes. I can't see them now. There's so many comments, but yes, honestly, thank you so much. And sis, thank you for those who have joined us today. I am going to sign off now. And thank you, Ansys, for joining me on this episode of Living from the Soul Center. And I look forward to seeing everyone again soon. And I'm going to post this podcast on Sat on Sunday okay. and everyone can actually listen, listen to this. And um, thank you again, Ansys. I really love and appreciate you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. Take okay. good care. Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao. <laughs>